No contest in L.A. tonight. Uh, the Kings were absolutely manhandled. They don't even score 100 points, and they lose to the Clippers 119 to 98. There were no bright spots that I saw in the game tonight for Sacramento. They were thoroughly outplayed from the start. We bring in Ryan in Sacramento, and, um, you know, again, no back-to-back as an excuse. The Clippers played last night, and they actually were extended much more than the Kings and their veterans, particularly George and Leonard, uh, played 40 minutes. So I don't want to hear about uh, the second night of a back-to-back. The Kings just – they were not ready to play tonight. They were not competitive in any aspect of this game. Not at all, Grant. And I, I have to go back to what you said, though. There are a couple of positives. Fox and uh, Sabonis only played 25 and 26 minutes, respectively, and nobody got hurt. So that that's a positive. But no, nothing good to bring from this. Grant, pretty much par for the course for uh, back-to-backs for the Kings. Yeah. For the season coming into tonight, they were losing by an average of 25 points on back-to-back games. They show up with that tonight again. There you go. Every time you think this team is uh, making a a step forward, they take a big step back. And tonight, this was a big step back. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. It's a big step back. You've now lost to this team twice in less than two weeks, and they beat you badly in both games. Yeah, uh, they're going to have to – the Kings are really going to have to look at the drawing board and look at what they're going to do with personnel. And I'm not saying you make any trades, but you may need to look at rotation changes at this point because of the huge swings and consistencies that we're starting to see when they're playing bad or they're playing on short rest. And then here's the other thing. You go home and you take on Oklahoma City. Now, you beat them earlier in the year, but they're rolling right now. And, I mean, it's going to take an A performance to beat them. And tonight, again, I I just look at tonight. You got nothing really from the bench. You The shooting, we keep on talking about this. When the Kings don't make threes, they just can't win. Plain and simple. They don't If they don't shoot the ball well from the perimeter, they're not going to win. So here we are tonight, 10 of 37 for 27%. There you have it right there. Yeah, Grant, I, I think the thing that bothers me, not so much the – it, it bothers me that when they don't make threes, they don't win. But what bothers me more is when they don't make threes, it feels like they turn in for the night. And it, it's just there's not a plan B. And for this team, if they're going to be as good as expectations seem to be in Sacramento, you can't see this on a night-to-night basis, these large swings. can't. All right. I've been saying this over and over again because I don't like to make – panic moves, or I don't want to make too much over one loss. I've talked about that in the past because I look at the big picture, okay? And the big picture is this Kings team is 13-9. and But in my opinion, to get to the next level, whatever that level is, Harrison Barnes cannot be a starter anymore. He's doing nothing. He's doing absolutely nothing. He played 19 minutes tonight, had two points, one rebound, one assist. Now, I'm not blaming the loss on him, all right? I don't want to make it seem yeah. like I'm blaming the loss on him. What I'm saying is his lack of production in the starting lineup, and you can include Kevin Herter in that as well, I don't think that's the recipe for success when you get towards the latter part of this stage, March, April, and hopefully the playoffs. I just don't see it. 
No, you're absolutely right. I mean, you can plug in almost any forward on this Kings roster right now, and you would get the same production as Harrison's been providing in the starting lineup. So I think he does have to go to the bench, but when you bring him off the bench, maybe you look at that as positive. Maybe he sparks the second unit and he's a bigger part of that unit than he is of this starting unit. But Mike Brown's got to do something and paging the Sacramento media. Where's that question been? What do you think about Harrison Barnes' performance? Is this on you, Mike, or is this on Harrison? What's got to change? Well, you're talking about, you know, the Sacramento media is uh, a vanilla media. It always has been. There very rarely is a tough question asked from the Sacramento media. It's just the way it is. You know, you know it and I know it. So, I mean, uh, I don't don't expect that to uh, occur. 119 to uh, 99, uh, the final with uh, the Clippers now gaining a game on Sacramento. A lot of people talking about Draymond Green. I, I've said this, and I'm going to say it again. I think Draymond Green is an embarrassment to the NBA. I think he's an embarrassment to the Warriors. And I think privately Steve Kerr would love to get rid of Draymond Green. It never ends with him. What he did to Nurkic tonight was beyond dirty. He has just been suspended for five games for his chokehold on Rudy Gobert. That obviously is not enough. The league needs to come down with the most severe penalty that is allowed under the collective bargaining agreement. I don't know what that number is, but Draymond Green is a disgrace and he is an awful look for the NBA. Not much more I can add to that. I I think at some point now you need to look at the coaching staff and you need to say you've lost control of your locker room to some degree with Draymond and even the players yeah. on the Warriors team, you know, where, why are they checking each other? They need to, I would be speaking up if I'm a player, if I'm Steph Curry working my butt off and keeping this team in the playoff contention right now. And you got Draymond doing stuff like this. It's just bad look. And it's never been the way the Warriors are. And it's getting worse. As you said. All right, here we go. The final of one nineteen to uh, 99, the Clippers were all over Uh, the Sacramento Kings. Again, this game really was never close, and uh, it's unfortunate. Hey, I want to tell you about uh, calusasunrise.com. If you go to calusasunrise.com, you can check out this project by Lazona Development. Uh, It is called Sunrise Landing, and there are six beautiful models to choose from. No Melaroos, no homeowners. And again, if you go to calusasunrise.com, you can check out everything going on at calusasunrise.com. That's calusasunrise.com. Check it out. Sunrise Landing in Calusa. Not much to check out with the Kings tonight because they checked out early. They checked out early. This game was over well before halftime. They were down 29 points at one point in the first half. The game was over at that point. The game was over. Mike Brown pretty much played the entire team before the end of the first half, minus Jordan Ford and another. So you had nowhere else to turn, just no energy. I mean, what are you going to say? It is what it is. And I guess, Grant, the concerning thing for me, because you've brought it up and you made an excellent point, the Western Conference is different this year, right? And just even watching this Clippers team play, the way they played tonight and the way they've been playing and making ISO basketball work, this translates to April, May, yep. June. The way the Kings are playing does not translate when you're relying on a jump shot. Nope. And this Kings team can't stop anyone. And, you know, they're, they're a one-dimensional – well, I take that back. They're a two-dimensional team. They're a running team. 
They are a three-point shooting team, but it's just not there on too many nights. And again, I, I'm looking at the big picture. They're 13-9. and nine. I mean, you, remember it wasn't too long ago. I mean, people would have been opening up champagne in the streets if the Kings started off 13-9. and nine. You know, but now the expectations based on last year, Rhino, they've changed. They're different. They have, Grant. And I think one important thing to remember, too, I mean, some of the adversity that the Kings have already faced this year can kind of equal the total amount of adversity they faced heading into the playoffs last year. There wasn't much with the injuries, and, uh, I mean, you had this bonus thing. So they've got to figure it out, Grant, because it, it's just you don't know what team's going to show up. And I think – does this team look disinterested to you at times? Yes. It, yes. And that how can't do you solve happen. that? Can happen, and and once again, now you know teams one through nine. Minnesota is first. Houston is ninth. There's only one team in those nine that have a minus point differential. You know who that team is? That team is the Sacramento, Sacramento Kings at minus zero point six. All the other teams positive point differentials. That just keeps jumping out at me, and. That's not a recipe for success long term. It's just not. No, it's not. What? So we we've talked about or we've heard about changes to the offensive system. What is something in the system looking different to you at this point in the season? Because the personnel certainly is pretty much the same. I think Jerry made a really good point. The Kings don't take anyone by surprise now. Teams are more prepared to play Sacramento. Uh, they realize that they are a legitimate uh, bona fide team. I think they're playing Sabonis differently. You know, the one thing that the Kings really miss, they, they don't, I mean, for lack of a better term, they're a soft team. Would you agree with that? They're soft. I do, 100%. They don't have, they don't, they, they don't have any physicality. They're a finesse team, Ryan. And by that, I mean, they're a shooting team. And when you get a night like last night where Monk gets fire on fire and you know, you have the other, the, what did they shoot from three last night? A very high percentage, right? So yeah, it was like 58%. Yeah. So here we are tonight, 24 hours later, and they don't make their threes. They're not tough. They're not able to stop teams. Then they can't win. I mean, they, they, they're, they're, I said they're more than a one dimensional team, but for all intents and purposes, they're a one dimensional team. They're a, they're a, they're a three-point shooting team. There are a lot of other teams in the league, by the way, that rely on the three. And if they make them, they win. Yeah. And if they don't, they lose. But the Kings are, too, to me, too much to that extreme, Rhino. Too much to that extreme. Yeah, it's a good point, Grant. And you talk about the physicality. It feels like sometimes watching Sabonis, it looks like he's regressed a little bit defensively. You see some of yep. these centers in the West that are just abusing him which he had problems with some of them last year, but he still at least physicality was matching that most games. You know, and again, I'm going to, I'm going to repeat this. And I said this last year at this time, and fortunately it did not prove to be, uh, you know, true. I mean, making the playoffs, you know, everybody's talking about the playoffs. You got to make the playoffs first. All right. You have to make the playoffs first. There's no sure thing. When you look at the top 10 teams right now, all right. If you look at the top six, because that guarantees you the playoff where you don't have to go in the play in. I'm not confident right now that the Kings are one of the top six teams in the West. I mean, I think they are, but I mean, I'm not willing to go out and put money on it. Um, there's a long way to go. And here's the other issue. If you happen to lose Fox for even a week, 
or two weeks, you're, you're probably not going to finish in the top six. Then you get into that play-in tournament and anything can happen. So, you know, I, I don't want to say this season's hanging by a thread because that's absurd. You've only played, yeah. you know, what, 20, 22 games. But what I am saying is there are some red flags and we can't just be walking around with blinders on. No, you're right. I mean, I would rather see some red flags early as opposed yep. to in March because you can you have time to kind of fix those or at least work on them. But um, I would agree with you. This team right now, if you watched a two-game sample of them last night and tonight, feels like a play-in team. And if yep. they hit their threes, maybe they they make the playoffs. Yep. And can they be better than that? Absolutely. But they've gonna, they're going to have to prove it to us on short rest. They have to. Uh, hard to be better than Bennett's and their fine food, prime seafood and steak. Uh, Bennett's with three locations, including their newest at Bennett's Westside Grill at the Blue Oaks Town Center in Rockland. If you go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com, you can check out the menu, make a reservation or more. Don't forget to get down there for the weekend brunch, the weekend prime ribs, 60 different types of wine available by the glass, available for you at one of their three locations and the newest Bennett's Westside Grill in Rockland. Just go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Kings didn't have it tonight. They get embarrassed. 119-99, and the Clippers were toying with them for much of the uh, second half. Phoenix, uh, you think Draymond Green would have made a difference had he not been ejected? The final there, 119-116. to 116. Another game, in my opinion, that Draymond Green cost his team. I'm sure he's in the locker room right now making excuses, saying he didn't do anything, and that it was acting by Nurkic. And, you know, just the guy never takes responsibility. Uh, Denver beat Chicago. Nikola Jokic also ejected in that game. Dallas edged the Lakers by two and Boston beat Cleveland 120 to 113. Good old Draymond. Uh, another platform for him to have a captive audience to see how he will respond to this later, latest controversy on his podcast. Yeah, and everybody will be kissing his ass and, uh, you know, especially the networks and everything else. It's, it's embarrassing. You know, it's yeah. absolutely uh, embarrassing. There's no other way to say it. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it and really then you got Yoki. Then you got Jokic. Then you have Jokic, who got thrown out for what tonight? You know, he was interviewed. He was interviewed in the locker room after the game, uh, and he said he did use a word which sometimes is crossing the line, but most of the time is not. You know, and he was very low keyed about it. And I think he was low keyed about it because their team won. They won anyway, so there's no reason to you know get a, a sizable fine or what have you. But it, it seemed to be very benign what happened to him in Chicago to get ejected in the first half of that game. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that you taught me very early on is you don't know what they're saying on the court. You have That's no right. idea, and there's nope. one word that you can say, and that will get you two quick tees and out of the game. So you got to keep that in mind. Maybe it was, as you said. All right, so next up for Sacramento, uh, Oklahoma City, who – just so you know, is going to be very well rested. Did not play yes. tonight, and they don't play tomorrow night. So they're going to be very well rested. They already got beat by Sacramento. They're going to be ready to go. This is, uh, you know, again, one of those games, these measuring stick type of games. Now you're at home. You got to take on Oklahoma City, who's second in the Western Conference. Yeah, and it's going to be a tough test. They are the real deal. They are the absolute real deal. And this talk about a fun game. Talk about the future of the point guard position in the NBA, oh SGA and Fox. 
Oh boy. Matching up head to head. That's going to be a lot of fun, Grant. It is. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's coming up uh, on Thursday. Tonight, though, 119 to uh, 99, the uh, Kings. And with the loss, they're uh, 13 and 9. And the Clippers are now 13 and 10. Everyone is so bunched up in the West. I mean, every single game really could be the difference when you count up all 82. Yeah, and it's going to come down to attrition. You hit the nail on the head at halftime. Injuries, we're not seeing them from the stars, quote-unquote stars of each team for the most part. So does that stay up? Can the Kings stay healthy? That's going to factor into it. How good does Kawhi Leonard look right now? He's special. The fact that he's playing or he's played in all the games for the Clippers and he's playing like this, I mean, he's just a special player, different. My question is, how come they're only 13 and 10? I I think they rely a little bit on the shooting. I mean, again, they're an anomaly. When the ISO game is working, when you've got Harden working, when you got George working, Kawhi, but when it's not, they're a little bit helter-skelter and off balance. So it's worked out so far this season. All right, Michael wants to know top three teams in the West. Well, if you go by records, it's Minnesota, Oklahoma City, and Dallas. Personally, Uh, I think Denver is one of the top three teams in the West when they're all healthy. Uh, They're going to be a very, very tough out. So I think Denver is there. I think Minnesota is one of the top teams in the West right now. And then I'm not ready to put Oklahoma City in there just yet. I might put Dallas in there with how well they're playing. But those would be my teams. But I can't I can't not put Denver in there. You know, I have to put Denver in there. I'm with you on Denver, and I I think at this point of the season, you got to throw OKC in. I I think that they're there. I think that what they've worked up to to this point, SGA, rising star. I mean, you look, you watch for the giddy stuff, how that may change the team, but I think they're in. I don't know why Dallas doesn't make sense to you. They're 15 and eight, and, you know, they're they're having a heck of a season. I could see them maybe not finishing first, second, or third, but I think they're going to be right there. Uh, in the neighborhood if 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 they stay healthy you know if they uh, say yeah yeah by the way this said just seen the draymond punch uh the draymond punch silver should suspend him 25 games he should suspend him whatever the maximum allowed under the collective bargaining agreement and precedent is he ought to suspend draymond green for whatever the max is if the max is 25 suspend them for 25 you cannot allow draymond green to continue to act this way he's bad for the league and they can't allow that at what point do the warriors get in front of it and they suspend him indefinitely before the nba does anything i wonder why why they haven't already to be honest with you yeah. they, they they have kissed his ass they have made excuses for him although steve kerr didn't make excuses for him on the drama on the uh uh rudy gobert thing he said hey True. you know what um he deserved it it's bad for the league it's a bad look and he, uh, you know, crossed the line, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I didn't hear Steve Kerr's comments after the game, but I'm very much looking forward to them. Because, again, he cost his team a win. I don't think the Warriors lose tonight. They lost by three. Green gets ejected early in that game. I don't think they lose if Green stays in the game. It's a joke. Especially, yeah, especially with Durant not playing for Phoenix. So, yeah, it makes a huge difference. And it's just a bad look as a whole for the it's NBA. Terrible. You want to talk you want to talk about some of the bad things that some of the guys have done off the court lately um, or been suspended for. Draymond's right up there. Yeah. Look at his list of charges. It, it's just it's terrible. It is what it is. It, Grant, it, he's a when he's on, he's a great player. Unfortunately, yes. this will cloud him and cloud his legacy. 
yep. this on the court. I agree with you. Hey, folks, uh, if you have not yet subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. Just hit the subscribe button. Uh, give us a thumbs up and we would appreciate it. Not a lot to talk about tonight as the Kings get uh, destroyed by the Clippers. Hey, I want to talk to you about New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. For your plumbing needs and repairs, go to SACServicePlumbing.com or just call that number on your screen. They're available 24-7. So if you have an emergency in the middle of the night, no problem. They'll be there. SACServicePlumbing.com or the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. No fix for the Sacramento Kings tonight as uh, they just they got manhandled, plain and simple, you know? Yeah, speechless. Uh, if you have to point to a little bit of a bright spot, I thought Keegan Murray did a decent job with what he was asked to do with Kawhi. I mean, I don't think there's anybody else on the Kings that wouldn't have needed a double team against Kawhi tonight. So I, I thought that was positive. But other than that, Tough Grant. We're talking about yeah. Go ahead. We're talking about too many games where the Kings just need to forget about him. Yep. Yep. We we are. And for those of you bringing up Demarcus Cousins on the chat line, you're delusional. You're delusional. All right, stop it. You're delusional. Why do you think the guy has been out of the league now, going on a year and a half? Why? Why do you think no team has given him a chance? Have you asked yourself that? Teams want big men, right? Why is it that he hasn't been invited to a team? Have you asked yourself that? Stop it with this Cousins talk. You're, 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 you're delusional. I mean, there's no other way to say it. You're delusional. All right, so uh, it says if Draymond gets suspended 20 games, guess who the Warriors play when he gets back? The Kings. I didn't even look that far ahead, you know, but unbelievable. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> It's what the NBA would be fishing for with a storyline coming off of that. Monty McNair was inside the arena tonight, right? Even if he wasn't inside the arena, uh, I would believe that he's watching the game. Yeah, I know you're getting on Harrison Barnes. I get that. The reality is that uh, general managers aren't at all the games. They're at most of the games. But he knows what's going on. He's done a hell of a job. You know, I'm not getting. I'm not going to start jumping on Monty McNair. He's done a really good job as general manager. He really has. I mean, who else? You want to hop on Harrison? He's on a pretty friendly contract for a three-year deal. He does. Um, yes. It's only at $19 million a year, and you weren't going to get an upgrade at that position without a huge jump in cost uh, for the salary cap. So, Monty, you got to be patient with him. And again, Grant, I can't reinforce enough. He has cards to play at the deadline if this is still going on. You know, and again, I think that because we're talking so much about Harrison Barnes, I think we're giving Kevin Herter a pass. I think he's been awful this year. I mean, by and yeah. large, I mean, if you look at all the games that he's played, um, I think he's been very subpar. You know, I think his he's had many more bad games than good games, and he's a starter. And that's, that's not going to fly. It's just not going to work. It's a fair point. I, do we make too much, though, out of the starters? Because I can't remember the last time Kevin closed a game out when a game was on the line. It's always Monk. It's always Lyles. You know, it, it seems like it's his role. It, okay, they well, let know me ask you this. How, how often do you and I come on at halftime and we're talking about the Kings being down by double digits? Uh, about half the time, it feels okay. like. So, you know, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but that's not a recipe for success. I know it's the NBA and you go on runs and the Kings are a good offensive team, but you don't want to have to keep on coming back from double, uh, from, you know, 
double-digit halftime deficits, it's, you know, especially when you get towards the back end of the season and the playoffs. That's just a tough way to win. Especially when you're relying on the three ball. That That's the scary part because it, it could – could you make an argument in today's NBA that yes, it could be a consistent skill where you are going to do all the time? Yeah, you probably could, but it's not something you can count on, especially down the stretch of a season. Or I should say, it's not something you want to count right. down the stretch of a season. Well, you know, and again, I always like to use twenty games as a barometer to judge mm-hmm. a team, and now we're at twenty-two games. So here, here's my big picture for the Sacramento Kings. Personally, I think they were better last year than they are this year. That's number one. Part of the reason for that is I think the West is a lot better this year. And I think the Kings took advantage of a weaker West last year. So that's why I think the Kings were better last year compared to this year. I think the the level of competition in the West is stronger this year. The chemistry on this team right now, it does not look as good to me as it did last year. Okay. Amen. It just doesn't. There's something that, and I can't put my finger on it, Ryan, but when I, when I watch and I'm, I just, something seems off. I just don't recall, Rhino, help me out here. How many games last year were we talking about two or three of the starters playing poorly on many nights. I mean, it's happening very often now. I don't recall talking about that last year. Not as much as we have this early on in the season. And even if we did, we weren't talking about regularly 20-point losses, 25-point losses. It was like, oh, if they would have just gotten, you know, a little bit more out of Harrison, a little bit more out of Kevin – but um, yeah, Grant, you hit the nail on the head. That's the that's the observation and the point of the night. It doesn't feel like that same magic is there. That same right. spark, if you want to say romantic, it, romance. It's just not there. I don't know what something's it is. Missing. So well done. Yeah. yeah, something's missing, and I I think that the Kings are good. All right, I don't want to paint a bad picture. The Kings are a good team. Okay, I just don't think that they're good enough to win a playoff series right now. That that that's where I'm I'm looking at the big picture. I just don't see it because to win four games in a playoff series, you've got to shoot the ball well in all four games. And I think the shooting is so inconsistent right now and the fact that you can't beat teams with defense I'm I'm really going to be looking forward to this trade deadline this year because I think in order for the Kings to get to that next jump, Monty McNair's going to have to throw out the dice again. Yeah, and I I think we also need to kind of rein in the expectations of this team as well when you talk about the trade deadline because for a while there's people saying, well, who's that next piece going to be that takes them over the top, makes them a title contender? I think really if you bring in a big piece to this team right now with the same chemistry, the way it's constructed, maybe you're winning a series. Maybe. Maybe. you know, and, And that's one step forward, which is a step forward from last season. But yeah, it doesn't feel like they could win an entire series. Or if they did, it would be one series at the most. And I'll tell you, if the Oklahoma City Thunder draft well, and they are stocked, okay? Stocked. You're going to have to deal with them every single year. They're going to be the new darlings of the Western Conference. I've been talking about this for a year now, okay? And I'm going to be honest. I think they're ahead of schedule 
I, I didn't think they'd be yeah. this good, but I did tell you I thought they were a clear playoff team this year. I've been saying that for a year, but I didn't think they'd be this good. Now, I don't know if they'll be number two in the West when it's all said and done, but you know, you bet you better be ready to play against this team on Thursday night because they'll kick your ass if you're not. Yeah, I don't have the exact number of back-to-backs in front of me. I scanned their schedule earlier tonight. They've only played a couple of back-to-backs this season, too. Three. And so, three. So, there you go. And uh, granted, the Kings have two. Or, not three now. Excuse me. Three. Uh, three. The Kings so, have three. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, they've got an equal amount. And, on the road. Uh, on the road. So, I what I'm trying to say is, as the season goes along, that's where the test is going to be. And that's where the Kings excelled last year was on the road. So can Oklahoma City stay ahead of schedule by winning on the road as the season goes along on short rest? Yeah, well, not much to uh, talk about tonight. The Kings get uh, their butts whooped. They are blown out 119 to 99. And next up are the second place Oklahoma City Thunder, who are going to be coming in very well rested. Didn't play tonight. Right. Didn't didn't don't play tomorrow night. They're going to be ready to roll. And they're probably going to have a chip on their shoulder, too. That's a team that lost an in-season tournament Uh if if they got up for it uh, game without De'Aaron Fox. So they'll be up for that one. All right. So uh, the Kings with the loss are at 13 and nine. I'm okay with losing. I'm not okay with the way they lost. That's my biggest issue. All right. That's my biggest issue is the way they lost. They didn't compete tonight. Good teams can't go and not compete. And we've said that too many times about this team. But with all all of that said, they're still fifth in the West, but they're only a game up in the loss column over the Lakers, the Clippers and the Suns. They are tied in the loss column with Houston, who has played two fewer games. And Houston is 11 and nine. So buckle your seatbelts, boys and girls. This is going to be a fun winter of Kings basketball. Ryan, great job today, and we look forward to chatting with you uh, tomorrow. I hope you'll be on with Jerry and I. Oh, Jerry and me will be on at 4 o'clock, and then we'll have a pregame, halftime, postgame for the Thunder coming up on Thursday. Looking forward to it, partner. All right, good stuff right there. And uh, we appreciate you. Thank you very much for your support. Better days are ahead, but it wasn't today. Have a good evening, everybody. Remember tomorrow, 4 o'clock. Jerry Reynolds. Bye-bye now.